Ladies and gentlemen, hello. You're in for a treat today as we dive into the world of biblical parenting with the Walk Family Podcast. But before we get started, let me introduce the dynamic duo who makes this podcast possible. A teacher and a nurse by day and parents by night. Meet Tony and Laura Smith, two incredible parents who are here to guide us with their wisdom, humor, and a whole lot of heart. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Walk Family Podcast at thewalkfm.com, where you can find some great resources, testimonials, and stories. We encourage and guide parents of all walks of life to find purpose in parenting by taking footsteps of faith in their walk with Jesus. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're going to take each week and focus on a different topic that is relevant to raising children and things that maybe our children have struggled with, and we think yours probably are too. Um, This week we're focusing in on worry and anxiety. Yeah, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 is really what we're going to focus on for the next couple of minutes. It says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. And I know nowadays, like, so, so many kids of all ages really struggle with worry and anxiety. I know that there is really since COVID that big shutdown, all of these, all of the public schools shutting down, like so many kids just are afraid to even go to school, which is kind of unheard of, you know, in the past several, you know, decades, but it is becoming a more prominent thing and it is affecting kids younger and younger. And it extends all the way into like adulthood, like twenties and thirties. I don't think that worry and anxiety necessarily affects all kids the same way, though. I think some tend to struggle with it more than others, and it really has a lot to do with personality, but also your parents, how your parents dealt with their worry and anxiety, if that was even a trouble for them, because that they, your parents give you tools that you use and you give your kids tools that your kids use. And I know between us... You are the one that has a little bit more worry. Oh, yeah. I am definitely more of an anxious person than Tony is. It's just, and, and I wouldn't say that either of my parents were anxious people, but for whatever reason, I just tend to hold on to things and say, what about this? What about this? You know, and just like Laura was saying, parents, it, it extends down to kids, whether that is nature versus nurture or a combination of both. I don't think that God is naive to our human nature to worry. I think that he he knew this about us, and I think that's why he gave us uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, that says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think he knew that we were going to need, we were going to need a scapegoat. We're going to need somebody to take that pressure off of us and just to be able to give up those worries. Yeah, and it's so deflating. Like when you are filled with anxiety, it's just such a defeating experience. Like if you are plagued with anxiety, you are... You're basically landlocked, like you are stuck. You are fearful and you have an inability to do basic functions. Like some people are so anxious about just 
getting out of bed or leaving their house and it's just plaguing their life. And yeah, you're spot on. God isn't naive to it. I think there is real genuine truth in clinging to God's word to overcome anxiety that even extends to fear. Absolutely. Um, We'd like to take the next couple minutes to just talk through some practical ways that you as parents can incorporate teaching your children how to search the Bible for wisdom and guidance from the Lord. So as we navigate those practical ways, our first one is searching the Bible for wisdom and guidance from the Lord. What we really want is to teach our kids how to use God's word. When we think about like the point here is we want to discuss practical ways to incorporate all of these principles into parenting, right? We want to teach our kids first to search the Bible for wisdom and guidance that comes from the Lord. So how do we teach that to our kids? Like we show them, especially when they're able to read, we show them what are some wisdom passages, what are some passages that lead them to positive decision-making. Like, that's our first point. We want to show them that good decisions comes from the Word, and if we cling to that, they're allowed, or they're able to make wise choices, good decisions, and they can recognize that that guidance comes from God. Something to keep in mind is that your kids are not going to do that on their own. They need to be taught to dig into the Bible. And one of the best ways you can teach them is by digging in yourself. Um, Just to be able to open up God's word and know where to find things and know where to point your children when they're experiencing things too. Our second one focuses on how God's word helps us handle different emotions. So this is something that you also want to point your kids to because especially if you have younger kids, they don't know how to navigate their emotions very well. If they're sad, oftentimes it's extreme sadness. If they're angry, it is oftentimes extreme anger. And they thrash about and they throw things or they're wailing and crying. Like, they can't self-regulate. Yeah, kids definitely have big emotions. And it's our job as parents to kind of help them find the boundaries of those emotions. Um, but also point them to scripture. How does God show us to handle these emotions? Was it What does it look like through a biblical worldview when you're angry? Is it is it okay to be angry in this situation? What do you do with your anger? What do you do with your worry and anxiety? Is it okay to be anxious over something? Just teaching them God's truths about emotions and feelings that's a that's a huge tool in their pocket and fair warning for all of you that are listening it is not wise to try to navigate the bible during a meltdown so if one of your kids is having a meltdown and it's like all right let's sit down and go through the bible wait till that meltdown ends you'll probably have someone hanging sideways off the chair in the dining room and you know it's just not gonna be great throwing your sister through the window Uh, something extreme shoving people on the floor (laughs) it's just not good you get the point not good not good wait till the meltdown ends and then come back to them and then navigate god's work together our our third one is kind of interesting because laura you and i we kind of differ in this one so uh, teaching our kids to 
use a concordance. Do you know what that word even is? Concordance? I learned about <laughs> what a concordance is. I think I was 18 in college and I was gifted a really good concordance from one of my college mentors. And uh, I don't think I looked it up once. Okay, that just tells me you don't really know what they are still because, okay, listen in, folks. If you have a really good study Bible, and some of the versions that we like are New New International Version, uh, New Living Translation, English Standard Version, any good study Bible actually has a concordance right in the back of your Bible. I have one. Yes, I know you do. Yay. I use it sometimes. (laughs) But a concordance is a list of words or sometimes um, there's also a topic index in the back of your Bible. And what you can do is zone in on specific things Um, for example, our oldest was worrying. And so we go to the back of the Bible and we open it up and we say, okay, where does it say worrying? And we look through the list in the concordance of verses on worrying. And then what I had her do from there, I picked one that I knew, knew the context and I read it to her. And then I had her just write one of the verses down in a notebook Um, and then we talked about it after she wrote it and it was like a light bulb went on for her just to write and to read that God does care about me and he does care that I'm worried about something but that he's got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah I think it's not so much just learning how to use the concordance but applying something with it so like writing those verses down like you said like she got it and Lastly, our fourth point here in regards to some practical things that you can do is the good old classic memorization. But don't don't think of memorization as like a burden. Like actually our experience with Bible memory, especially with our kids, has been incredibly helpful. So specifically looking at one of the verses, you know, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. We did this with our middle daughter because she was struggling with some night tears and she really grasped onto it. Now, does she still have nightmares? Yeah, occasionally. But if she does, she has that verse memorized in her back pocket that she can use whenever she wants. And she's five. Yeah. So it's the verses from Psalm 56, three, and we pull it out often. We pull it out when they're scared at nighttime. We pull it out. We This last week, we saw several car accidents on our way to and from school, and we pulled it out then. it's There's never a wrong time to pull a, a piece of scripture and just say it out loud. But the only way that you can do that on the fly is by having it memorized. So it's good for you to have it memorized, but it's also good to teach your children to memorize scripture too. So just to kind of summarize, so we we gave four practical tips here, right? The first one is teaching your kids to search the Bible for wisdom and guidance from God. Second is to use God's word to teach your kids how to handle different emotions and navigate that together, not while they're having a breakdown, but after they've calmed down from their little experience. Third is using a concordance and writing some of those verses down if your kids are able to write. And we'll talk a little bit about if your kids aren't at the writing age yet. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And then fourthly is scripture memory. I really kind of want to summarize. So Matthew chapter six, and 
this section on worry, 25 through 34, is really, really good. I know we just touched on verse 34, but let's look at the beginning passage real quick. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? So much of our worry and anxiety comes from physical, tangible things. Whether it is the stuff that we're going to eat or the things that we're going to wear. And we have to look past that. I know it's really, really difficult sometimes, but if we can get beyond the materials and the physical and focus on the spiritual, I think God's going to help us navigate the entire battle of worry and anxiety. Because I really do think it is a spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle. So now we were going to skip down to our walking wisdom for everybody. Now, I know we talked about four practical things that you could do. I want to I want to hone in on just one of them real quick. So when we talk about scripture, one of the things that you should do is start young. Start as early as you can. And that really ties into our family worship series, which is such a re- it's just one of my favorite series that we've talked about. It was such a growing and learning experience, not just recording and talking about it, but learning about what family worship is. So I'd encourage you guys to check that series out, but moving forward, If you have younger kids, you should start now. If you have older kids, this is still a really good starting point. It just might not be as, there might not be as much of an awe factor with it because usually kids around ages five, six years old are learning how to read, learning how to write. And so they're applying a new skill and tying scripture with it. Whereas kids that are maybe 10, 11, 12, they already know how to read and write and so it's not, the, the newness is gone. But anyways. Something fantastic, though, about little kids is that even when you think they are not paying attention, maybe they could be hanging upside down on the couch while you're trying to work through a Bible verse together, and you think they're not paying attention, but oftentimes they are, and they're like little sponges. They listen and they absorb and then when you least expect it, they're spitting those things back out at you. So don't, even if you feel like, oh, my child is too young, they're not paying attention, they're not sitting still, just keep doing it. Don't give up on them. And in terms of the skill itself, right? So if they're able to write down the verses, like, yeah, encourage them to write those verses down. But I do want to take just a minute talking about what if you have young children that can't write? Well, maybe they can draw pictures. Maybe they can draw pictures that represent the verse that you're reading and make it simple. You know, if they're three, four years old, can't write, they don't know their alphabet yet, it's perfectly fine. Help them try to draw a picture that represents what you're teaching them. And don't make it like an entire paragraph. Keep it, keep it short, keep it sweet, and allow them to express themselves through pictures. If they are unable to do that... You can print off a picture from somewhere online and have them color. They can color pictures. Teach them to color inside the lines. That is a skill, but it's also relevant to whatever it is that you're teaching them from the Bible. Another fun idea that you could try is to YouTube Bible verses. And there are an array of artists that sing Bible verses. And some of them are really catchy. 
and you'll probably find yourself singing along, but also it's a great way to teach your child a verse through singing. Absolutely. We have one that we like or that we bought the girls a CD for them, I don't know, a couple Christmases ago called Slugs and Bugs, but you can find them on YouTube. They sing through the books of the Bible. They sing Bible verses. They're just a family-friendly artist, but also focuses on biblical truths. So to wrap up this episode, worry is really something everybody and anybody can experience or go through, and oftentimes we just don't know how to get through it. And so God knows this about us. It's not that he is naive. He's not leaving us in the dark, even though sometimes he feels distant from us. But we are his creation. We're made in his image, and he actually provides answers right in his word. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of digging. I hope that we offered a few verses that would help navigate your anxiety as a parent, but also some beginning checkpoints for your kids if they are also struggling struggling with anxiety because we give our burdens to him because he cares about us and he loves us. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Walk Family Podcast at thewalkfm.com where you can find some great resources, testimonials, and stories of parents all over. We encourage and guide parents of all walks of life to find purpose in parenting by taking footsteps of faith in their walk with Jesus. If you enjoyed the show and want more, feel free to subscribe to automatically receive more content every Tuesday. You can connect with Laura and I at thewalkpodcastministries at gmail.com or on Twitter from the link in the description below. 